Welcome to the Mobile App Makers Podcast, the podcast where I interview mobile app creation experts from all disciplines so we can learn from them. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jeff Grang. He was actually one of the first 500 iOS developer uh, when the SDK beta program came out. And he's worked since then on a lot of app and actually worked on a lot of award-winning app. And the latest one, if I'm correct, is the Explorers, which won the best Apple TV app worldwide in 2019. So he's really done a lot of work, work on a lot of apps. And since working on so many apps, he's discovered the pain that was happening for all developers when they want to implement subscriptions. And we'll talk actually a lot about subscriptions today and how he's helping solving that pain. Jeff, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more? Hi, Oliver. Thanks for having me on this, uh, on this podcast. I'm very pleased and pleased to exchange with you. Hope uh, your audience is going to get some uh, great takeaways on, the, on that talk. So um, I'm, you've made a pretty good introduction. Uh, so yeah, I was amongst the very first 500 developers in the beta program of the iPhone SDK at that time. So prior to uh, the App Store opening, and I released an app 12, 10 or 11 days after the, the App Store was open to, uh, to everyone. And uh, I never stopped uh, doing apps since, uh, since that, uh, that moment. Uh, I mostly worked for, for others as a, in an agency. I built my own agency eight years ago. And uh, I made some award-winning applications, as you mentioned, for Molotov TV, The Explorers, The 24 Hours of Le Mans, etc., etc. So I uh, had a great pleasure. And uh, the, the, the greatest one was uh, The Explorers, of course, because we won the, uh, the very first, actually, uh, worldwide uh, app uh, award by Apple uh, last uh, two years ago. And uh, this year's was uh, Disney Plus, who uh, won the, uh, the, the best Apple TV uh, app award of the year. So... Uh, that was an amazing journey, and um, well, uh, being a developer uh, was a uh, was a great thing uh, during all these uh, more than a decade. And uh, and I moved actually from developing apps to uh, to building my own uh, company around uh, app services called uh, Purchasely, which provides uh, services to uh, help app editors distribute their subscriptions within their apps. That's a great segue because I was going to say, you know, we, we've chatted and you told me how often you've implemented subscriptions for your clients and how now you're doing that company that's helping. To give a little bit of background, can you explain what mobile subscriptions are? Yeah, so mobile subscriptions it can be different things, actually. It could be a subscription that you have for Uber or for, uh, for apps like that, or it can be digital goods subscriptions. Depending on the type of uh, what you are, you could have a wine box, for example. You can have a subscription to receive wines or beers or whatever uh, physical goods uh, at home every day. Uh, I, I know that you live in France right now. I'm sure you have some of those. <laughs> but, uh, but well, we are more talking about the in-app purchases uh, and mobile uh, app subscriptions for us. It's more for the, for the digital goods, actually, not physical goods. And the digital goods have to pass by the uh, iOS or Android SDKs. Um, and so these digital goods are being uh, more and more um, purchased by, uh, by customers. And this is the problem that we address because the, the, all the physical goods are still distributed using uh, Stripe or whatever uh, uh, API you could have on the web. For the digital goods, you have to pass by uh, many, many uh, stores, SDKs. And uh, these stores are, you. of course, you have the App Store, the Play Store, you have the Huawei App Gallery, you have the Amazon App Stores, you have uh, over 100 different stores in, uh, in China. So it's, uh, it's kind of uh, something that is complicated to address. 
And so, uh, well, subscriptions, in fact, they are everywhere. Uh, when you listen to music using Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, when you uh, watch your favorite episode of TV show on uh, Hulu, HBO, on uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime or whatever, subscriptions are everywhere. And even in your coaching, dating, uh, whatever app you have uh, today, they offer subscriptions. And this is our playground that purchases me. And so why are subscription all the rage right now? Like we've before it was in-app purchase and advertisement. Is there a reason for why so many companies are going towards subscriptions? First of all, the subscription, uh, well, I think when, uh, when Steve Jobs introduced the App Store, uh, I think he was kind of against the subscriptions. Or in fact, it wasn't in the very first release of the App Store. It came after the, the very first uh, release. I think it's with iOS 4. Need to check that, but I think it's with uh, iOS 4. And then it was pretty tough to implement. So it's kind of the thing that weren't implemented too much. The fact that it's, there is a, this rage right now around subscription is, first of all, well, there are two factors. The first one is the fact that, well, people are more educated to take subscriptions within the apps. And I think that, well, the Spotify and Netflix and uh, all these dating apps made a great job in making it more common for everyone to make subscriptions in different apps. And the other thing is that prior to, um, to subscription, monetizing application, of course, was either consumables or non-consumables, but it's one shot and you need to re-engage your customers on a regular basis to earn more money. And otherwise, it was the advertising, but the advertising had uh, the first, well, if you, if you didn't have a large number of daily users, you couldn't monetize a service uh, using advertising. So it was kind of complex and some applications couldn't, uh, well, drive a, a 1 million users on a daily basis on their app. So uh, you couldn't, well, uh, earn decent money. And the last thing is that with ATT, so the app tracking transparency and GDPR, this was a, kind of the end of the targeted ads. And this led to a loss of value on the advertising. And uh, the app editors, uh, they have to, well, they will be facing or they are facing actually a loss of revenues on the on their advertising. And they have two choices to, uh, to counter that, uh, that effect. The first one is to increase the number of ads displayed. And you see that in a lot of news, uh, applica- news applications or news websites. They are increasing the number of ads displayed. So this uh, leads to, well, customers being uh, having kind of an overdose of uh, advertising. The other one is to uh, switch to another business model. And the subscription is the one that a lot of editors are moving to. And is implementing subscription in a mobile app, like how complex is it? How big of an endeavor is it? Well, that really depends on the, well, on who you are and where you start from. Today, just to mention, because it's interesting to know, the older companies, the US companies that have millions of subscribers, they have teams around 50, 100 or even more people working on the subscription on a daily basis. So you just need to put that someplace in your mind because uh, that exists. And a lot of uh, people that start on subscription are really uh, underestimating the time that it takes to make a good subscription stack. First of all, just to make the purchase and handle the purchase, you know, do the plumbing, it can take up to two months. And usually uh, people think, okay, I read, I look at the APIs. uh, Okay, it seems decent to, uh, to implement. I'm going to do that in two or three weeks. But then 
you just uh, see that it's more complex and it takes more time. And in fact, you're totally uh, spending more, more days and in, from two weeks, it goes to three, four, five, six weeks and you're kind of removing stuff from your initial uh, implementation and that leads to a stack that just does the job. Well, you remove so many things from this uh, initial uh, implementation just to uh, don't well, to kind of meet your deadline, that at the end, your stack is underperforming. So, well, on the many times that I implemented a subscription prior to uh, to building PurchaseD, well, it took from uh, one to two months to just do the basic job of handling subscriptions. There are many things because when you want to um, handle subscriptions, what you need to do is, first of all, you need to get the ticket, check that is valid, and then check regularly that your subscribers is still subscribed or didn't change or you don't have billing issues or whatever. Apple and Google made uh, some improvements so that you get this information in real time. This is a great stuff for marketing teams because you have the ability to, well, to know just exactly when a subscriber uh, canceled its next renewal and to re-engage it or do some marketing efforts to uh, try to understand why it churned. And these uh, actually brought a lot of complexity to that overall stuff. And so that's uh, why implementing uh, this uh, subscription uh, server notification, that's the technical term, is very complex. And uh, actually for the beginners, a lot of them just choose not to do this. And well, they won't have the opportunity to enjoy from all the uh, marketing uh, tools and uh, win back offers, etc., and opportunities. All that, they won't be able to enjoy from that. It's kind of a, of a sad thing because you need to implement these to be able to uh, have all the benefits from the subscription that you have on, uh, on mobile. Yeah, so it sounds like to really get all the benefits and in a way maximize your revenue, it does take a lot of time to uh, do it correctly. So that's from a technical perspective. It sounds like it takes a lot of time. Do you have any advice on how to implement subscription from a UX perspective, from the side that the user will actually see? Yeah, it's very important to understand uh, that switching from advertising uh, application to a subscription-based application isn't really the same. You need to understand that, well, this this advertising uh, market was more a business of frustration where uh, you block your users, blocking ads, you are removing content, etc. And the uh, subscription applications are more a seduction approach. And so this really changes the way that you behave with your customers. If you want to be uh, successful on the subscription, on the UX and more marketing perspective, what you need to do is uh, to understand that you need to seduce your user. You need them to want to purchase what, uh, what you're offering. And so the first thing is that you have to learn to give before uh, receiving. So you need to offer a free trial. Uh, you need to offer a bit of content. If you first chapter, first experience, first months, you need to give them and to give your users a little bit before they uh, can give you uh, their, uh, their money. <laughs> So um, you need to learn to give before receiving. Then you have to be able to iterate over your your paywalls, over your uh, subscription flow. You need to be able to personalize your offer uh, so so you need to understand who your user is to personalize that offer. For example, we are working with a podcast application called Seabed and uh, they are offering uh, audio content for parents, but also kids. And depending on your profile, they will be showing a different paywall that is contextualized to the user. So personalizing is the best way to uh, make people want to convert. 
And also, you need to think of well, presenting these offers at the at the good moment for the users, at the moment he is willing to subscribe. So you give him a little bit, uh, he's happy. And when he's happy, you can you have a better chance to convert the user. And um, well, if you want to really be successful on the on the subscription, you need to increase the number of touch points with your users and contextualize touch points. So present your offer not only on startup, on your onboarding flow, because even uh, if uh, 20% of your subscribers will uh, subscribe on your onboarding, you need to present them the offer. You need to offer them to upsell or uh, downsell if they if it's too expensive. So you need to understand their needs to offer them the, the next best offer. And you need to check the satisfaction on a regular basis. And if your subscribers are churning, you need to find a way to retain them using win-back offers, maybe downsell them, or maybe improve your product and the composition of your offer. So that's really important to understand that this is not a fire and forget subject. Subscriptions are uh, something that you need to work on every day and to improve every day. And there are great ideas to push. So that means that as a product or marketing guy, this is something that you need to work uh, every day and improve every day and put in your and have a dedicated uh, team or at least people that will be uh, thinking about this uh, regularly. Sounds like there's a lot of things to uh, think about and a lot of moving parts. So you just gave some great advice on the UX part and you know understanding your user to really give the best offer possible at the right time from a technical perspective do you have any advice on implementing subscriptions <laughs> this is kind of selling my own uh, my own product i think i implemented eight or ten times subscriptions prior to building purchasely well my my very best advice is that you don't want to do that yourself it's very complex to understand the different state even though apple introduced talking to which makes a great job of understanding the state of the user you will still have to uh, support the previous store kit because it's uh, iOS 15 only. Yeah, don't, don't do it yourself. It's very complex to understand the different steps to implement everything. I mean, it's uh, from a user like who is uh, subscribing uh, with family sharing. If you are in a family group and the, the parent is not paying, you will be in some weird subscription state. There are many, many, many states. I think we have over 40 different states of uh, user in our, in our uh, data model. So it's something that is very more complex than what you see. Of course, you could just check if the user subscribe or not. But if you want to do some intensive marketing work and efforts on your subscription journey, you will have at some point to uh, understand when the user comes from a trial, converts a trial, uh, when he's um, in a subscription group, upsell, downsell. And well, that's uh, all these uh, 40 or 50 states that we are ending right now is something that is very complex to build. And it's very complex to build on every store that you will address. And as you might know, uh, in September, Google is opening its, uh, its OS to different stores. So this complexity of providing homogeneous and comprehensive uh, subscription experience among different stores is really the work. It's not, it's not your work, actually. Your work is, uh, an app editor's work is, uh, is to offer the services. It's not to build its own, uh, its own subscription stack. If I can make a comparison today, everybody's, uh, is using push uh, notification, uh, third party push notification services while sending a push notification is like, it takes like 20 or 30 lines of code to send a push notification and receive a push and implement it in your app is maybe like uh, 20 lines of code. Okay. So the basic, the basic of Push notification is 80 lines of code. For in-app purchases, 
and subscriptions, it's more about maybe 10 to 20,000 lines of code. So it's very more complex than subscriptions, uh, than, uh, sorry, push notifications. So we believe that in five years, nobody will be implementing that themselves. And that purchasely, what we want to, to build is um, to be the leader on the marketing solutions for in-app subscriptions. So my best advice is don't try to implement it yourself. You're going to get lost in the in the hoods at some point, uh, or you won't be able to achieve everything your marketing team will want. You will be in a fight with them because each time they will be wanting, oh, I, I would like to introduce the win-back offers. Okay, so to do the win-back offers, you need to build the seven, seven notifications. Okay, it's six months of work. Okay, it's too expensive. We won't do that. So everybody's going to be unhappy in the end because you will by saying no is is never something that is uh, that is great, and your marketing will be disappointed. And at the end, everybody will think that subscriptions uh, are not working, while it could be working. It's just you need to invest that effort. And as I said previously, the people that have uh, great successes using subscriptions, they have dedicated teams, like from uh, 50 to uh, 200, 300 people, depending on the size of the company and their internationalization. But they have a lot of people working on that subject. And what we want to bring today with Purchasely is um, what a technical team of 20 guys would build internally just in five lines of code within your apps. I'm looking forward to try that when I have to implement subscription. By implementing subscriptions in your app today, you're essentially committing to give 15% of your revenue to Apple. Is that a good deal in your mind? Well, to Apple, Google, Huawei, uh, Amazon, I mean, everybody uh, is kind of doing the same. Well, that's kind of a never-ending question. There's a lot of different sounds. We hear more the people uh, that are complaining about that, and we sometimes forget what it was before. So what it was before, uh, the freeware, shareware, etc. Very few developers had the chance to monetize their application and, uh, well, get some money uh, out of their efforts. So we can first uh, say that, well, this is uh, great. Of course, the well, the interest that people have in their mobile phone today is also based on the apps that are sold and, uh, and that are distributed. So it's uh, editors and uh, the well, the smartphone vendors are in the same. Uh, on the same side on this. I remember hearing some customers uh, complaining about the fees that a Stripe, for example, takes on what they sell on the web and saying that 3 or 4% is too much. So uh, every margin is always too much. I mean, no matter the margin. But if we just want to consider what Apple offers above a Stripe, for example, because it's always the comparison that is made, it's 15% while a Stripe is 3 or 4% of, of my bills. Well, Apple is offering a bit more, uh, Apple and Google, etc. First of all, they are handling the bills. So they are billing for you. You don't have to make an invoice or whatever. They are handling the VAT. So you don't have to handle the VAT uh, in a lot of countries. They are also uh, handling uh, over 200 payments methods in over 150 countries, I think. So it's not something that every billing uh, PSP is doing. They have their credit cards. In, so if you are, um, well, let's say that I'm developing a pinball application, okay? I'm a pinball application and I, I, and I am from a country, for example, I want to, I want to purchase a subscription in a pinball application. And uh, the subscription is, uh, the app is based in India and I don't know the app editor because it is an independent. Would you be willing to give your credit card to that application? Well, it's a country you don't know. It's a developer you don't know. It's an app you don't know. I mean, okay, so when you are uh, Spotify, when you are Netflix and all these guys, Epic, of course, you're, uh, 
everybody will trust you. But for all the other app editors, I mean, a lot of well, a lot of people uh, wouldn't be uh, willing to give uh, you money. Apple is refunding users that are not happy. It's kind of independent process, and they've improved it recently. Uh, and they announced that uh, the refund, a new refund process in the WWDC uh, 2020, 2021, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, well, the last point is that the Apple is ending all these refunds in every language. So when somebody wants to get a refund, you don't have to have your phones uh, ringing all day and say, okay, why do you want to, etc. They They ended that for you. It's also a lot of people that are... Um, in that process that do that for you without you having to know about it. So, well, for independent, this is, I think this is something that still is great. The last thing is that when you are talking about subscription, you know that credit cards expire. Okay. And uh, if, for example, let's say like once again, my pinball application, I think when the subscription expires, it's going to be tough for me to get the people to re-enter the credit card put the 3D secure, etc. do the challenge, etc. cetera. Uh, it's kind of tough to do that in every application that I'm subscribed to, while on the App Store, you do that once and everybody gets uh, renewed, their subscription gets renewed. So if you're updating for Apple services, it will be updated. Your credit card will be updated for all the other in-app uh, subscription services. So it's something that is great for app editors and that should be considered because that reduces the churn, dramatically reduced, reduces the churn. A lot of services behind those 15%. And so the question is, if that was to go away, would people be willing to pay separate services and it would be any cheaper anyway? G- great answer there, Jeff. Just last week, I was asking people online, hey, I'm talking with Jeff Grang from Purchase Lead. Do you have any questions for him? And one of the questions that came up was, how can you A-B test paywalls for your subscriptions? And do you have any advice on improving your paywalls? So A/B testing, like uh, like a lot of th- uh, in, in subscription and uh, and even in the product, etc., is a very good thing. Is something that you need to be considered because you never have the right answer at the first place. But of course, it's possible to uh, A/B test paywalls. First of all, you should consider that as everything A/B testing uh, in general, you need to pass app review on the app store, so you cannot. And uh, app review teams are really really uh, conscious about the paywalls and the fact that you are clear about what you offer, how much it costs, etc. So you cannot say in your paywall, it's uh, three months for free and don't say what, what is going to be the price after that. And they are really, really, really checking that you respect your customers and that the customers, when they subscribe, actually are conscious about and, and understand what they are subscribing to. So you cannot lie about something that you are offering and you don't actually offer, offer it or that will be available later, etc. So there are many rules. So you should really take care because, well, I don't have any uh, any case in which uh, A/B testing, in general, not in subscription, were actually uh, leading to rejection of apps. But it's kind of you are in a gray zone right here. For the uh, ad purchase, we really believe that A/B testing is important because you need to test how you present your offers because um, it it really changes the perception and the understanding of your offers. So you need to be able to test that. And the other thing is that you also want to A-B test some pricing. 
a lot of applications actually moving their prices, especially the dating apps, because when you are selling music, you don't, you cannot really change the price. It's, it's complicated to, to put a price that is too low because at the end you need to pay some rights. So whatever. But the dating apps are, are, are playing on the, on the prices a lot. And being able to test the different pricing is really important. So at Purchasey, we offer this possibility to build different paywalls. We have a, a, an editor that allows you to create as many versions of, uh, of paywalls as you want to tell different stories, to address different uh, needs, to uh, talk to different people or cohorts, and to also co- uh, compose them, give a different uh, description, and also offer different uh, subscription plans. So you can uh, choose to put one month without any pre-trial uh, along with an uh, annual uh, subscription with uh, one month of free trial so that you want to drive more people on the, on the annual subscription, for example. You can do all these experiments and A-B test. And this is even more important because, as you know, uh, with the latest WWDC, Apple introduced the, the possibility to change the um, your App Store page and uh, change the artworks, etc. And so what you want to do actually is consistent experience. So if you have some uh, graphical material on the App Store page, you are declining in different um, in different version of it. You want to have the same material in your app and on your subscription because this will give a consistent uh, user experience from App Store to subscription. And this is the best way to uh, convert users. So this is something that is not only important, but I think is going to be mandatory to be able to give that uh, consistency so that the user doesn't get lost. But also if it converts on the App Store page, Using a specific claim with specific graphical material, you want to bring the same along the along the, the user journey because you are more likely to convert the user with this uh, with this approach. The last question I have for you is: I know you're like heads down doing products for Purchasely. Is there any features or things that are coming up that you want to share with us? Oh yeah, we are constantly evolving, of course. Well, we uh, we just brought the right to left uh, support on our paywalls. Uh, we also uh, brought the uh, video, so you have the ability to... Uh, we have several templates to build the paywall remotely, so you are building them in a console and you can change them remotely. And we are uh, we just introduced the fact that you could upload videos and to illustrate instead of uh, still images on the background, you can have a video on the background, video on the cover. So that's pretty great because we have a lot of, uh, of video-based companies, uh, OTT companies, etc. So this is uh, pretty great. And uh, right now we are totally reshaping uh, our payroll editor. So it's going to be released, I think, by the end of the summer. Uh, yeah, by the end of the summer, we're going to have a great paywall editing experience that is very similar to what you see in Figma, for example. And so we really want to help everyone being able to use that tool from marketing to uh, to the product team. So it was really important to make something very simple for everyone. Uh, and I think that we are going to be achieving this uh, very soon. And so we'll that will allow every of our customers have uh, the ability to build uh, specific paywalls and uh, build dozens of them very easily. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check it out when it comes out. We're we're at time actually for the interview. If people want to learn more about you and learn more about Purchasely, where can they go? Yeah, first of all, uh, Purchasely.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter there. We also talk a lot on Twitter at Purchasely.com and also on LinkedIn because uh, we are kind of a business and marketing tool and it's where our customers are so you can follow on these uh, on these different networks we have a great newsletter uh, that you can subscribe to uh, we are not tol- not only and actually we are not really talking a lot about our features but more about the subscription business and what people are doing great on subscription we also give some features updates but it's 
really not the point. So you should uh, subscribe to our Purchase newsletter. We have uh, several hundred customers of subscribe, uh, subscribe users already. And uh, it's, a, it's a great way to get in touch and uh, get the latest news of uh, what people are doing around subscriptions in the world. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to chat with me. And I'll definitely go check uh, the new features when they come out. Thanks for listening to the Mobile App Makers podcast. I'm Olivier Destrebeck. You can find more info on building mobile apps at mobileappmakers.chat.